I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Oops! The Podcast. I am Julio. I'm joined by Francis. Francis, how you doing? Yeah, good. Good, man. How are you? Dude, I'm doing good. Shout out to everybody listening, whether you're in Canberra or Kansas City. Where's Canberra? Australia. Oh, how do you spell that? It's It's spelled C-A-N, but since they rhymed, I figured that that would still be a nice... Canberra, did you say? Canberra. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Canberra. Cool. I'm down for that. By the way, I always <laughs> thought a wombat was some sort of bat type creature. It's a mammal, right? It's not. Yeah, it's a four-legged dogger type thing. <laughs> dogger. It's like more of a dog. I hear that a, in Australia they have a bunch of. It's not a dog. Excuse me. It looks see. more like a groundhog. It looks sort of like a fucking yeah, badger, a small beaver, bear, badgery type thing. Wombat, type little guy. Australia supposedly has like a bunch of species that only exist in Australia, which is. Such an interesting thing. Have you ever been there? I have. How was it? It was fun. Great people. That's what everybody says. The people there are the best. It's almost as if all the people I met when I was there that I have followed on Instagram over the years, because it's been about four or five years since I was there, I have to unfollow them because all the photos (laughs) they post are so happy (laughs) that it just makes me unhappy. (laughs) especially in COVID. Dude, they are back. They're at it, you yeah, know? Yeah. Full bore, life, dead ahead. Yeah, Let's they go. It. They nailed it over there. Except, you know, if they get so much as one COVID case, they shut the whole, they shut the whole city down it's again. It's crazy. And I've, I don't know if that's better because they say, you know, the reports I've read are people saying, is this what it's going to be like? Just, you know... You go back into hiding and then you come out slowly and readjust and all of a sudden life is full throttle again and then whoops, turn off the lights again. We're going back inside. Right. To go in and out of that, I don't know. I mean Gotta get those fucking whoosh, whoosh, Yeah. Those scenes. The scenes, get baby. Those fucking scenes. The Dude. Scenes. One one thing about Australia that I imagine, you know, is the case or whatever. Um, it's just it's really nice going anywhere where they just speak your language where the native language is the same language you speak it just makes things much much easier um yes but it also makes it feel less unusual true yeah there's it's less of an adventure less of an adventure there's something that makes you feel like you're getting your money's worth when you hear people speaking a different language so dude i bought these did i talk about this yeah i bought these airpods that translate for you so no. like you speak into it and then your phone speaks what you're saying in the language that you want it to you have to buy specific AirPo- airpods for that yeah. feature yeah no no it's it's that's the whole point of them they're like they're not like airpods they're some other language thing but huh. i mean they're sick assuming that you you know your phone is working wherever you are which at this point most if you have verizon for example most places your phone will work yes um yeah. it's pretty sick mm-hmm. and honestly like underratedly convenient like i remember when i was detained in fucking russia i was a pain in the ass to talk to the people if i had to pee i was like can i pee they don't know what i'm saying yeah so like if i had a thing it could be like 
And they'd be like, go to the, yeah. and that would work. Yes, it would work. That's pretty good. I was using Google Translate for shit like that because yeah, a lot of the time, you know, Google Translate. At least when I was tutoring kids, they would use that to do their French homework, and it would just be dead wrong. Uh it just doesn't fully get the job. It doesn't. Not. It doesn't do it the right way. It does it? It does it in a way that's not. It's it's too robotic. Right. It's not correct. Right. It doesn't take into account. Yeah. Colloquial speech. Right. Fucking interesting, man. Um, the water in our building. We're in our second week of them shutting off the water from eight a.m. till four p.m. Dude, in a work from home era, like that's the most like tone deaf it's, water outage time. It's hard to overstate how brutal that is. You got to go to the outhouse, dude. <laughs> you just you what you do you take running water for granted, but water almost probably more than Wi-Fi is and, and I would not have said that until this happened is the most important thing to have going in your house. That's crazy. Think about this. This is what our lives have looked like. They're doing construction out on the street. And first of all, you go out there. We have no idea what they're doing. All it says, they're, they just posted signs that say, we're, we're, we're improving the infrastructure. There's just men. There's men in the street. There's outside. men tearing up the street. And then they're in there digging around, looking around. But you can't help but notice a lot of the members of this construction crew fucking around on their phones, taking long lunch breaks, cigarette breaks, and when when their lackadaisical approach to work means that you have to stay living in your own shit fumes longer, you take it personally. Right. And I'll explain what I mean by that. So are you are you just like going to the bathroom and leaving it there? We have to. That's we don't have a choice. That's crazy. From 8 a.m. until 4 p.m., if you poop, you can't flush the toilet. Dude, it's crazy to live like that in this building. That's just like you guys are just living this fucking. Isn't that so, so fucking antithetical to the terrible. fact that our like our ceiling height is at odds with the fact that we have outdoor plumbing? You're just yeah, dude. You're you're slumming it. That's fucking crazy. And 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 we've developed a. A sort of an unspoken agreement or understanding which you know if if you close a bathroom door that bathroom is kia for the day that's killed in action that's crazy. don't go in you won't like what you find damn bro. god forbid one of us has to take a dump more than once per day <laughs> you're going on top you're layering I've I haven't i haven't had to do it it hasn't happened yet but i am just waiting for a day uh-huh. of you know, a, a, a you know a multi pooper, because you get you do get one flush. Oh yeah! But usually that happens in the mornings, and then what happens is it'll refill, but you can't flush it again. Gotcha. And um, I know that people listening are going to say, "Well, you should bring water. You should fill up water so that you can fill the tank, and then you'll get multiple flushes." But the reality is, we don't think that far ahead. And we haven't learned that lesson yet. I have now... <laughs> Water buckets. Dude, I, I, talking Fuck about that. the hand soap and the lotion again, I've soaped up my hands only to remember that the... Because you walk in the house, COVID has taught us to wash our hands immediately. You soap up your hands, and then you then only then do you remember that the water's not running. And I've had to go into the fridge and pull out 
lemon flavored spin drifts to use to wash the soap off my hands. I will admit it is the most cleansing feeling to use a sparkling lemon flavored water (laughs) to wash your hands, but it's so wasteful. Those are delicious. Dude, that sucks. That really sucks. You're going to have to get fucking water buckets. Yeah. You can't do laundry during the day. Our cleaning lady came and she was fucked. Uh, You can't. What else? There's there's no running water for washing your hands. There's no you can't do the dishes. You can't run the dishwasher. And it's just insane. It's insanely uh disruptive, especially when you're working from home. And like as if the sounds of construction weren't bad enough, like this just makes it even worse. Like there's construction outside of my window for the past 4 years. And at 8 a.m. <laughs> I hear hello. Hello. And then I hear and it just kind of like and it's not it's not consistent enough to be tolerable you don't get used to it and it just like is like fucking torture right it's terrible dude it it bumps our whole day forward because you have to wake up before eight in order to take a shower which isn't horrible i actually i like right, being nice up before be eight up. I do too. but the problem with that is i eat my breakfast earlier which means my first poop is a lot sooner <laughs> which increases the likelihood that I'm going to need a second movement, which we're going to have to leave. Yeah, man, you're going to have to you're going to have to take it easy with the high fiber diet. Oh, dude, I, you just know me. It. You know me. I don't have a choice. And that dude, that is just crazy. It's it's funny because our two friends that live on the street are affected by it too. So we have a group chat, and we all complain about this. And my friend Abba actually. He tried to complain to his landlord and ask for a rent abatement mm-hmm. because uh, there, there's something in, in, in leases called, I think it's called like the warranty of habitability or... You have to be able to live your... You have to be able to live a life. And, and, and all that really means is like heat has to work in the winter. Um, water needs to be available. Hot water. Yeah. You have to have like shelter, some really basic stuff. Um and without water, that seems like it's a violation. But he sent this in. He asked for it. And then uh, he, he, I asked him how it went. And he was like, man, he, the, the landlord, like, they, they had a, an immediate answer, didn't budge. Apparently, it's right in the lease that if they do construction or something that's out of the control of the building, right. they're not they going to be held to it. I mean, dude, tough for everybody. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, dude, it's, I'm glad you brought this up because I have a significant apartment moment today. I have, we have our interview for the building. Hell yeah. Um, Hell yeah. And so I will be wearing a shirt and tie. Are you serious? Yeah. You're going to wear a shirt and a tie? The broker recommended it. What the fuck is this place, man? I don't know, but fucking, like, you know. Where are you moving? I said, the building's nice. Um, fine. But, but she said she was just like no t-shirts. I was like, whatever. I'm gonna wear. She's like, wear a button down. And like, I don't even really have. Like, dude, I haven't dressed like this in so long for real. Like, I occasionally have to wear a shirt and tie for a commercial audition. Mm-hmm. But I'm literally like in my underwear <laughs> and below the waist. You know, like. Um. So this would be the first time I wore a shirt and tie for real in a long time. But dude, imagine if I just showed up to this fucking interview as Lil Young Big. <laughs> Grill, face tattoo. Like, would they just deny us? Is, it, is that even legal? I was like, what's that, y'all? Like, they're like, oh, 
denied. You suggested that I go do the interview for you. I know. Which immediately made me think of that scene from The Office where uh, Andy and Pam go on the sales call together. I don't. I'm not, I don't really watch The Office. And she's pregnant. And uh, he starts like rubbing her belly and being like, "Yep, uh, we're excited." And they're not married. They're she's with Jim. I don't know why I keep telling you this story, but I was thinking like, "All right, if you had me go as a prank on this interview with Hillary, like, what level of, of affection would we be expected?" <laughs> To display, would you just give me carte blanche to make out out with your girlfriend? (laughs) Like, is that what you know? Like, I guess I don't know, dude. The idea of you doing my interview is pretty funny. I really think that you would do a really good job. Yeah, Um, I play the uh, the proper white guy pretty well. You do, you do. (laughs) You you really do. I'm one. I'm just really wondering how. if there's any room for that to just not go well, it seems like such a formality. Like what, you know, like how long is it going to take? 10 minutes. It does seem like a ridiculous. Have you, did you have to do it for this? Well, we didn't have to do an interview, but the, the application itself was somewhat, it was so many pages. There were so many things we needed. It was crazy. And it was the first time that that had happened. And I've lived in six different apartments in New York. I think it's when you start getting into these bigger yeah. buildings that have doormen. And and we are both, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but we are, we are both renting from people who own apartments and buildings. That's right. And that must be why this is such a process. Yep. I think so. It's just crazy, man. It makes you think like there are all these laws to try to prevent people from sort of discriminating against people in buildings. But you just have to imagine that that discrimination is still happening. It's just a difficult thing to is. prove. Of course it is. Yeah. What is zoning and stuff like that? Right. Racial zoning. That's a huge totally uh, thing that people talk about. I'm not even using the right terms, but redlining. Redlining. That's what it is. Yeah. What is redlining? Redlining, I think, is when you are are trying to like set up a situation where you're not allowing kind of like diversity of whatever kind in. Your neighborhood. Wow. So, for example, if you are a person of color and you try to buy a house in the neighborhood, they don't let you buy it and act like it's for another reason. I believe mm. that's what it is. Mm. Chris, is that right? That's right. Yeah. So, dude, like, it's just fucked up. You know what I mean? And Hillary and I were saying this. We're like, what if we were people of color? Like, what would this process look like? And it's just like fucked up. It's fucked up to think about. Interesting. You know. Mm. Whatever. Damn. Well, I wish you best of luck. Thank you, man. man. I'll let you guys uh, know how it goes. I'm sure it's just another formality you have to clear, but that is annoying as hell. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Somebody emailed us this at some point, and I think that this is a good time to appro- to approach this question. Now that I'm going to be having my own spot, whatever, um, 
She said, can you guys talk about the do's and don'ts of being a good host? And I feel like you are the perfect person to answer this question. Great. Love this. (laughs) Love this. All right. So I'll walk you through what I do when we have people over. First and foremost, people come in and I ask to take their coats. I say, let me take your coat for you. And then I hang it up instead of just throwing their coat on the bed over the arm of a, of a couch or some bullshit like that. Right. And that's a really nice way to be welcomed, to be yeah. taken out of your coat. It's like a reverse <laughs> embrace. It's, an, it's the opposite, but it's, it's equally nice. It's a reverse embrace. You're being de- disrobed. Yeah. You're being made more comfortable. You're if you're indoors and you're still wearing your big winter coat, that's not that it's fun. Not good. You're going to get warm quickly. You're going to start feeling that prickly skin feeling where your sweat glands are opening, but you're not sweating yet. Mm, so I take people's coats, right? That's the first thing I do. Um, the next thing I do is I say, let me get you a drink. Got to offer a drink. And you ask, you give people sort of a, a, a range of what all the options. Would you like a beer? Glass of wine to start? Cocktail? Margarita? Right? <laughs> now, knowing how to make a good drink is a skill that I would put just below being able to cook really well as making your home a place that people want to come visit and hang out. If people know that when they come over, they're going to be served bar-level mixed drinks, (laughs) they want to come over. Totally. Can I I tell you what I do to my boys, though, if they come over in that situation? I will always make my guy friend a drink that's way too strong on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not tasty at all? Like it's no, poison? Go, oh, Ugh. dude. Just fucking nuke them? I I don't think I'll do that to you. I don't think you would find it I wouldn't funny. necessarily mind. But I also think you have a different speed at which you like your mixed drinks. Well, that my, my, me making somebody a strong drink is not necessarily a reflection of that. But you're right. Yeah, you want to oh, yeah. get to the point where your drink isn't weird anymore. <laughs> that as is not, quickly as possible. That is not what I'm doing. Yeah. That is not what I'm doing. Get though. on my level. That ice cube funny. and tequila. That One ice really cube. Funny. Yeah. I'm okay. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> so, so I make people, you get people a drink. And then once people have a drink and they're sitting down, all of a sudden they're much more comfortable. Now, here's something I missed recently that I felt bad about that I won't miss again. People need something to nibble on. Mm. They do. The, the charcuterie board has become so in vogue in, in COVID. I know our buddy uh, uh, Jared Freed Freed's into the charcuterie. is a huge charcuterie board uh, aficionado. He does Love a big it. thing on that. It's great. Um, but especially when people are drinking, like we had the Girls Gotta Eat Girls over to hang out, and I didn't set out anything for them to eat. Kind of because they came at like 5.30, so I just assumed that everyone would leave right. by dinner. But we were having such a nice time that everyone stayed until like 9 o'clock. And by 7.38, everyone was starving. Right. And they, I was there for this. They asked. They actually were like, do you have anything to eat? Ashley asked. And you were she, like, fuck. I know. And she asked it in a very polite way. <laughs> totally. And I felt horrible. Unfortunately, my girlfriend was around to, you know, set up one of these geometrically... Fucking was, perfect, weird, like the grapes are in the noses of the smiley face of cheese. It was impressive. Nonsense that you're creating. It was a good looking board. Yeah, good looking board. So <laughs> you got to have something for people to nipple on. And then um, then it comes down to conversation, you know? 
And I think uh, that this is where things can really go bad or go well. <laughs> um, because it's funny. We've been hanging out so much with this couple. And everyone's smart and engaged. So we're not afraid to to roll up our sleeves and talk about difficult social issues or politics or any of this stuff. And it's not as if everyone is of one mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, there are varying points of view and varying, uh, you know, intensities with which people feel things. Mm-hmm. And, but the problem with that, and I, I especially find this with men, and I especially find it, unfortunately, with my group of male friends. But we have a tendency to dominate conversations and to just compete with each other by raising the volume at which we speak. Mm. And it's as if he who speaks loudest gets the floor. And you watch, if you're attentive, as sometimes the women will recede and just kind of close off and realize, like, I can't possibly get in a word edgewise. And then they're unhappy. Mm. And it's... It's no fun. Sucks, man. It's disrespectful. It's like not fair. It's bullshit. It's not fun. Um, And guys will say, well, why don't you just speak up? You know, really elbow your way in. And it's like, well, it shouldn't have to be. Who wants to do that? You shouldn't have to sweat. Yeah, just to fucking talk. Totally. Um, So unfortunately, I've been guilty of it, but I've been trying to become a little bit more aware of it. Um, Awareness is the first step, baby. How do you, how do you, you know. And by the way, the, the easiest way to fight that is to just, while the things are getting ratcheted up, just take a fucking second and turn to someone and ask them a question. Totally. Ask them a question that's specific to them because people aren't probably going to interrupt when someone's telling you how their work is going or like, yeah, you totally. know, what they're up to lately. Yeah, totally. I think that there's a way, a good way to like, if you're the type of person who tends to like want to try to dominate the conversation or to try to share what you know, there's value into sort of like adjusting your mindset to what can I learn from people mm-hmm. as opposed to what can I tell these people? You know what I mean? Cause you, you get more from learning more shit. So there is value to kind of like letting somebody else go off hearing what they have to say. Granted, if you're hanging out with them all the time, it's not always a great thing, mm-hmm. but I think that anytime where I feel like maybe I'm talking too much or whatever, I try like you said, to ask questions or like see what what they got for me, you know, because mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. have stuff. Everybody has something interesting to talk talk about. That's true. Usually. But another thing I notice mm-hmm. is that especially after people have had a few drinks and the night is wearing on, facts start to get blurry <laughs> and people reach into their bag and pull out bag pieces of support that may or may not have been invented. Google it. Google it. There's a lot of... Google it, bro. There's a lot of supposed (laughs) facts or like things where people are like, I'm pretty sure that's that's what happened. Or, you know, you lose the accuracy of the conversation. Yes. And And, and fact-checking somebody doesn't feel good. Yeah, you lose the accuracy of the conversation, and yet that doesn't mean that people's convictions are any less. Right. The more people have had to drink, the stronger their convictions are and the less they care about basically saying something that might not even be fucking true. So when you talk about learning from people, 
You got to be careful that you don't come out of this conversation and then regurgitate things you learned that night, which if you run into someone who really knows what the fuck they're talking about, they might, be, they might just be like, that's patently false. True. Totally. But I didn't, I didn't mean it that way, but it's, it, that's no, but I'm just point. saying that's something I've noticed. You're, yeah. you, no, dude, absolutely. And I find that, um, I definitely know people who, especially in, I don't know if this is a thing in comedy because so much great comedy is sort of taking that thing that we all think is true and analyzing it and finding sort of the other side of that. You know, that is like a lot of what great comedy is like finding whatever contrast in politics, whatever kind of shit. And I see comics trying to make these controversial points that aren't, that are like have no substance whatsoever. And they're just sort of like trying it out. And I find that to be exhausting. Well, you know that a lot of comedians are really stupid, right? (laughs) Have you noticed that? Uh, yeah, and I think I think that part of that is about you know this this willingness to be outspoken about things that they don't know anything about. They're given a microphone and a stage without having to earn it whatsoever. Right. At least you not earn based... better stages, but you're starting out with a microphone, and it doesn't necessarily like the impulse that that translates to life is an incorrect one. That now you have the Correct. you have the agency to speak over everybody, and that you know more than people is is incorrect. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, and in it what other comes job with the territory? In what other job do you know that at the base level you're handed a microphone and a group of people to address? Yeah, it's not, not auctioneer. Many. Do right. I would even think auctioneers need to earn You know what we should do? We should go to a cattle auction at some time. I've been one time. That seems fun. It's crazy. We should do that. That seems fun. That would be really I would like to see what I if I have a sense of what cattle are. You can bust out the cowboy hat. Yes. (laughs) Finally. I'm going to Jackson Hole tomorrow. Sweet. And I gotta tell you, we've talked about this before on the podcast. There is a cowboy hat store in Jackson Hole. And I went there, I don't know, it must have been seven years ago, eight years ago. And I had my hat picked out. I had tried on a whole bunch. I had had these two people who worked there buttering me up. And I had it on the counter. And I don't know what it was, but I walked away. And I you, didn't purchase you did not it. Buy it. I didn't purchase it. At the last second, I just changed my mind. I don't know if I had this. this clairvoyant moment where i was like there's no chance i'm ever gonna fucking wear this thing what am i doing right and that was true i remember coming home being like fuck i would never have worn this hat right but i haven't stopped thinking about that hat francis versus cowboy hat too on pay-per-view baby and i'm going back i would say the odds of me not purchasing the hat this time zero There is no way I'm not. And one of the reasons is we are doing on Saturday night. So, you know, it's this bachelor party, fucking 18 guys going. Fortunately, the vast majority of them have had COVID. I think like 15 of the 18 have had it. So it's a really good number, Um, which, you know, makes you just feel a little bit safe or whatever. But uh, we're in two separate houses and we're going to be skiing all day. So, um Anyway, the point is, one of the nights, we're going to do a cowboy casino night where we set up poker tables, and maybe someone plays as the house for blackjack. I don't know. what, Whatever. We'll figure it out. It's fun. And one of the guys has is ordered you know, a bunch of probably pretty shitty, gimmicky, flimsy cowboy hats. 
for everyone to wear. You're going to have yours real hide. So I'm going to be wearing a hat that an animal gave its life for. <laughs> oh my God. And I'm going to look like a real cowboy. And I'm going to be the envy of all the bachelors is any piece of you excited for the fucking gram shot you're gonna get with the grand tetons in the background with my hat on with your hat on piece of straw in your mouth this is another this is a great point i don't <laughs> know that i have the right to post something like that on my instagram why because you my instagram is not serious but dude you, you think you in a cowboy hat in front of the grand tetons is serious pal <laughs> hate to break it to you <laughs> that is not serious. I, it's a good point. It's a good point, and it's a fair point. But I don't even know at this point if I would post a picture of me with like friends. But you can just be by yourself, and what you need to be wearing whitewash jeans as well and boots if you have them. Damn. And it'll be a really great photo. I, do I understand. Have some boots. I understand the not wanting to post the friends stuff. I guess. Um, part of me wants to just be like, "Fuck off" to everybody, but then part of me is like, "Okay, well, I guess that's being." I should try to be an alright dude Wait what do you mean As what? far as the like posting with friends thing You know we shouldn't care The reality is I should have two Instagrams One for being a nice person And posting my family and friends and girlfriend That my I, is private And I let right. select people follow Right 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 And then the That's other true. is uh, for the stuff that I'm hoping Brands will endorse Correct. And I have to care about my engagement And right. like you know, making sure that I'm growing and funny, posting funny shit. People know what to expect when they come to my page. Totally. Crazy, bro. Bachelor party is such an interesting thing. Here's a question. This is a little abstract and maybe a shot in the dark, but how often, percentage-wise, do you think that two of the guys at a bachelor party secretly bang each other? Each other? What's the percentage of times that it happens? Is it lower than 1%? Gosh. That is uh, secretly banging each other. You mean you mean while they're at the bachelor party? Yes, they have sex. Two of the guys at the bachelor party have sex with each other, and no, don't tell anyone. Boy, that's that's a great question. <laughs> my is instinct, that happening more than we think? My instinct is that it happens more often than you'd think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because fucking bachelor parties, there's an underlying sort of agreement of we're never talking about what happened on this trip again. That's kind of the running tagline for bachelor parties. Totally. This is the last hurrah. You, you know, the last time where it's acceptable. I hate this and I don't I don't subscribe to this whatsoever, but like the last time that it's acceptable for the groom to have a stripper or like a hooker or whatever, you know. Is that that's a good question. Well, let's finish this and then we'll move on to that. I, my friends don't do any of that shit, but I I know people do. Yeah, no same. That's it's like it's strip clubs and bachelor parties are for some reason married at yeah. the hip the strip club seems like a milder form of it like Fine. i don't i so, don't think there's any reason that a married person in theory can't on an occasion go to a strip club in my mind like all right i'm talking about you 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 but, hire strippers yes, to come to the house and you have like sex with them and those girls often you, you know can, it's yeah. not that much of a pay for extras yeah there's right and and is there a conversation where like you're allowed to have sex with strippers tonight if that's available, but then after that you're done. Is that like actually a conversation that people have? Because I personally don't directly know anybody that that's the case with. I knew I know people who have done shit like that, and a friend told me, and I don't know what their arrangement was with their eventual wife. And are you asking if if the girlfriend or the wife would be okay with it? Yeah, dude, I don't think so. 
But then no. why is why does the guy feel like he has the right to do it? It's because just like a don't guys ask, are don't pieces tell. of shit. <laughs> don't guys ask, don't tell policy. Shit. That's why. Yeah. They think like it doesn't count until you're married. You know, this is the last chance before it's it really counts. As soon as I'm married, all of a sudden I'm going to change my ways. Right. Which I imagine doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Who? I mean, who knows? Okay. Well, back to the question of of you know guy number seven and guy number nine banging each other on the low. Mm-hmm. In the fucking- mm-hmm. <laughs> you're right great. that's got to be happening everyone's- i bet you it does guys are splitting a hotel room they're in vegas you know everyone's fucked up what happens if vegas stays in vegas you wake up your boys blowing you you're there like, you go all right sweet i guess let me ask you something <laughs> let's say you're on a bachelor party with 10 of your best buddies mm-hmm. you're in vegas having a great time <laughs> getting super fucked up right Fuck yeah. maybe you're in a in a hotel room with one of your buddies someone you've known a long time mm-hmm. right but he's a handsome guy, and you guys are chilling, super fucked up, and he tries to hook up with you. Mm-hmm. What do you do? I'd be like, dude, you're wasted. <laughs> <laughs> I'd literally be like, dude, Brian, you literally just tried to make out. Would it, would it stick with you? Would it affect the way that you no. saw him? No. You would just immediately write it off as like, it, fucked up no big deal it would be hard to not tell my friends but it wouldn't bother me no i wouldn't be bothered. No, i don't I, yeah like i would have you know what i mean though would like, it would it how much would it affect your friendship i don't minimally that's impressive i'd be like dude you tried to make out with me like that was like remember that and hopefully he'd be like <laughs> interesting yeah okay what if he tried to like grab your dick well, did he try to make out with me and then he tried to grab my dick after trying to make I out with know. me? I don't know. I don't know. Is, know, there, is if, there something he could do where you would be like, I don't know that I can see this person anymore? Maybe if they were like jerking off over my face while I was sleeping or something. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just trying to think like that would be a thing that would like potentially negatively affect the relation, the friendship. It's impressive. What about, what about you? Um. Yeah. Listen, here's the thing. I I wouldn't want them to feel embarrassed yeah. or ashamed, and I would want to make sure they knew that I was you didn't care totally a, a supporter of them and and in their corner and um that it I didn't I didn't care that if that was indicative of something they'd been hiding that mm-hmm. we didn't know about or or whatever I would want to be supportive and whatnot but. It, it, I guess it would it would have to be a question of like, are you attracted to me, or are you attracted to men? Right. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, but who? But also, like, meaning like, do you harbor? Do you have feelings for me? Because if we're friends, and then I find out that you've you've had a crush on me, or you've you've been in love with me, or got you know had feelings, then then it's then then i feel the same way that i would about finding out that a woman that i thought was a friend right, has right, like right, really right. strong feelings for me that situation seems far-fetched to me like that seems these, all these it, well no, no, i know no but i'm saying like it seems like a younger like that seems like the high school friend it was he's like oh he was in love with me the whole time like i don't see that playing out as much in adulthood like a person is not only closeted but also obsessed with you like, yeah it seems like a lot of things but i could see how that would be negatively impactful of course so in your mind this bachelor party situation plays out more as just a drunken 
potentially acting on impulse, uh, one night stand kind of thing, and then it's under the rug again. One person is maybe more into it than the other. Maybe one person's experimented more and the other maybe hasn't, or like maybe they both have, or maybe one of the guys is already living his life that way and the other isn't. Like I'm sure mm-hmm. there's like different scenarios, but I wonder to what degree if that's happening. Yeah. But I'll tell you this. If you are planning to try to pull a fast one on one of your boys during a bachelor party, there's no better way to do it than a pair of goddamn bird dogs pants. That's right. You know, if <laughs> if you're trying to experiment in a room at the Bellagio <laughs> and you see your buddy wearing his bird dogs, you better take them right off. Yeah, the Bellagio for some Fellagio, baby. <laughs> 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 I mean, listen, they're a very presentable pant. You're going to go out looking your best. And when the time comes to take those puppies off, the silk lining is attached to the pant. You don't have to wear underwear. You get right to it. None of this bullshit. Fucking ready to go. Commando yeah. action packed situation. Yeah. And and you know what they say, you know, the, the, it never hurts to bring in another. And if you're going to go with a hook up with a dude for the first time, you might as well add another person to the, the party. You know what I'm saying? Make it make it a triangle offense. Because Definitely. you know what you know what they say, Julia? What do they say? Uh, uh, <laughs> if you're in your bird dogs, you, you might as well inv- invite a third hog. <laughs> Third hogs, just close, it's close enough. Third hogs for the bird dogs, bird bring, dogs boys. Bird dogs, bring on the third hog. I'm wearing my bird dogs right now and love them. You know, I'm ready to hook up with a dude. I, I in these puppies, if if the if the right man came along. Well, we'll see, man. Tomorrow you're going. So hell yeah, hell fucking, yeah. Uh, You know, go right now on the website uh, birddogs.com. Promo code oops, you will get a free pair of nunchucks just in case when your friend comes on to you. If you weren't into it and he continues to be persistent, you can pull out your nunchucks and fend him off. Yeah. By the way, bird dogs are pants and shorts. I don't know if we mentioned that. (laughs) Sometimes we get away from what they actually are. They're great pants and shorts. You should get some for for the man in your life. They're wonderful. Um, Go grab a pair today. Dude, did I ever tell you about this? I was in Vegas with Danny Palmer. Did I tell this story? And he's like, dude, these hot chicks, dude. Do you know Danny Palmer? Yeah, a little bit. Danny Palmer's this comedian. He's like... 10 years older than the our like group of boys and he's a comedian and he's like pretty funny he's just like the ran our random older friend he comes to vegas when i was performing i was doing like 10 days of shows in vegas which was too many wow um but danny comes and he's like dude these hot chicks are coming to be my wingman i'm like okay man and like these chicks show up and they're like not hot at all did i tell the story i think i remember this but it, refresh us okay refresh well us. anyway so neither of these women spoke english they were also like old they were like in their fifties. One of them, dude, and it was it was crazy. And Danny and his girl like disappeared from the casino floor, and I'm with my girl, who is a woman who literally may have been a grandmother. And I go, "Where did Danny go?" And your friend, and she goes, "Yes, <laughs> didn't he speak the language at all, dude? Just fully." And then later that night, Danny brings his girl back up there, and they're hooking up, and I'm in the other bed, and I can hear them, and I just hear like she keeps going. Why you don't have a condom? And Danny goes, dude, why are you talking like that? <laughs> I was like, this is so- said that to the woman. <laughs> yes. Why are you saying it like that, dude? I was like, dude, oh god. Wait, wait, were you with your lady? She was in the room. Uh, I don't think we've ever gotten that little nugget of the story. <laughs> I was put. I was being a good pal. Yeah, it wasn't going as far as those two, but it okay. was. Uh, Okay. It was a wild night. That's yeah, weird. that is fun. 
The yeah. last time, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to Jackson Hole this weekend, and then and then in two weeks I'm going to Vegas for a bachelor party. Oh, hell right? yeah! So we've talked about this. The last time I was in Vegas, I'm going with my neighbor who lives down the street. By the way, it's his bachelor party. Oh, that's amazing! So the, the guy, yeah, who by the for way for Vegas, yeah, he is obsessed with gambling. Before you continue, is there any overlap in the two bachelor parties? There will probably be one or two guys that are at both okay i'm not certain though okay. there the two groups there is a lot of mutual friendship okay um but i think maybe something to do with the fact that it's a ski trip and a vegas gambling trip has self-selected the groups a little got it you know there may have been cross invites but the people who like skiing don't necessarily like gambling and vice versa got it got it beautiful be it as it may, uh, my buddy who just loves gambling, the last time I was with him, you know, first of all, it was years and years ago, and uh, we were, I was splitting a hotel room with two of my buddies, um, the guy whose bachelor party it is, and, and my other buddy who's incredibly successful that I've talked about before. Um, and so we're in this hotel room, and these guys gamble in a way that like, I mean, it's hard to describe. First of all, their rule of thumb is like they're not going to, they don't want to be putting big bets down at the blackjack table until they're blacked out. Oh, wow. They, like, they, trust them, they trust themselves to make more money when they're blacked out. It's the only time I've made a lot of money playing blackjack. That's what they say. And like, first of all, I don't black time. out. So I'm wondering if I'm just not capable of entering <laughs> the realm of profitability in las vegas dude it's true the only time i've woken up in my in and looked at my wallet to a stack of cash playing blackjack wasted it's it's so it's so infuriating because what'll happen is if i tried to do that i just end up throwing up all over the table (laughs) and that's definitely not gonna make me money are you guys gonna do the bank card handoff no these people, dude, none of nobody has a limit on this trip. That's in fact, crazy. I've already picked out which of my old Jordans I have to take into New York City to sell in order to get the cash really? to go to Vegas with. Are you do you do you feel comfortable sharing your rough limit of what you plan to lose? I think my idea is that I would be willing to lose two thousand dollars on this trip. Wow. That's I mean, dude, that seems there, I would be bummed if I did, but I'm 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 looking at the trip as costing me like two thousand dollars, and so if I lose less, I'll be happy. Right. God forbid. I I certainly know I'm not going to make money. Right. I've never made money at a casino. Yeah. yeah. Ever, especially when you go for multiple days. When I went to Vegas for that ten day stretch, I barely broke even with my earnings because how many I times did you play how many times did you gamble uh every, like every day jesus i mean that's impressive so it was my first time in vegas and i wasn't losing big amount you know i wasn't making that much money for this gig i yeah. probably made you know 1200 bucks or something which is like not a lot um and i probably lost 600 gambling but yeah. it was the first time i've been in vegas i felt okay about it so you but still yeah so we the, the last time we went right we were all in this hotel room and my very successful friend they they were they were they were at the blackjack tables from like we would go to a nightclub until three in the morning, three thirty or something. And then they would go to the blackjack tables from three thirty until nine AM. 
That's fucking crazy. And I would be back up in the room asleep, and they would come in, and there was no telling what mood they would be in. Losing when you've been up all night, is there a worse thing in the world? No. It's terrible. But what happened was, one day we went to the, the pool, the Encore Beach pool party. Sick. And we had like a cabana and all this shit. And we got super fucked up during the day. Came back to the hotel room. It must have been like five o'clock, six o'clock. On the way, my my buddy whose bachelor party it is stopped at the blackjack table and lost like two thousand dollars quickly. So my other buddy and I went back up to the room and like took a nap. And when when my buddy Dave came in, he was so angry from losing this money. By the time he came in, he like woke us up and was furious. And we were trying to get him to calm down and he was just pissed off. Mm. And we ordered room service. And when room service arrived, we had ordered this plate of lo mein. He picked up, <laughs> he was still so mad that he picked up the plate of lo mein and threw it across the room and it landed against the window. And the noodles from the lo mein plate sort of stuck to the window and then sadly snaked their way down <laughs> just like he didn't break the window i know and, and also that was your low main were you guys pissed at him i was but we had ordered so much room service okay, that okay. it didn't matter but my <laughs> my other buddy was really mad because he was sort of coming after him because my other buddy had won a bunch of money so like by contrast it made my other friend mad but then i like went down gambled for a little bit and then left them at you know midnight and went back to bed they again stayed until like six or five in the morning. Mm. At five in the morning, they came in, dude. They were screaming with joy. My friend Doug had won forty five thousand dollars playing blackjack. What? And my friend Dave was How? now up six grand after having lost two that afternoon. He won forty five thousand dollars. He won How? Was so he much side bets. He won so much money that he had to fill out tax form. Holy! Fuck. And, and then he was like, "All right, fuck this," and he went to a, a different window with like I, smaller amounts of chips, exchanged that for cash, and then went to the shopping row and bought his girlfriend at the time like three sixteen hundred dollar handbags oh my god just to try to like lucky under his money home <laughs> right right and um you can just pay with chips right i think so i think you can that's so, so here's here's how yeah. he here's how he won so much money so you know he gets they get blackout drunk right and he starts increasing his bet size. Now, starting out, I mean, his bet size was like, whatever, $200 a hand. So it was already pretty steep. But he gets up to like $500 a hand, right? And then he's playing like two hands. And then a hand comes where, you know, he splits aces okay, or something okay. and then doubles. Double down. And then splits, whatever. Maybe you can't double on aces. But like, you know, he's got like He's got like four or five grand on the table and the dealer busts. Oh my God. And all God. of a sudden you're just like. Oh my God. Then you're just like up from that one hand when you're playing at that size. Dude, that's crazy. You know, what's a fun thing. Do you know how to play craps? Very, very poorly. I, I don't have a grasp of all of the rules. I have a very skeletal understanding yeah. of it. So I don't know how to play. Um, But when I was in Georgia over New Year's or whatever, this guy Phil, who's dating a friend of mine, I guess he's my friend now too. Um, 
he said that if you go during the day when it's not busy and you just ask the person who's running the table to teach you, they'll teach you craps. That's cool. That's like a fun. That I feel would like be cool. Knowing craps is like an attractive thing. I feel like a guy who knows how to play craps, like if I was a girl, I'd be like, ooh. That's yeah. like, like I said, driving a stick shift, rolling a joint, playing craps. Hell yeah. Hot shit guys do. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I bet knows how to play craps? The guys over at Don't Half Ass Anything. <laughs> I bet right. you those guys <laughs> at Don't Half Ass Anything know how to play craps because they take life by the horns and they wrestle it down and they just go balls to the wall. We love the Don't Half Ass Any have an Don't Half Ass Anything guys. They're hilarious. Go check out their Instagram, Don't Half Ass Anything. Fantastic lifestyle brand. They've got some very cool merch. Funny merch. Like they have this fucking ass, ass they have like a life-size ass plate that you can take shots out of yeah like which you're is drinking crazy. fluid from a butthole so like, hopefully We've all wanted hopefully yeah. we'll get one of these which is funny it's a funny left turn because like there's all these inspirational quotes and there's this like merch and like it seems very serious and then all of a sudden there's a, you're drinking tequila out of a life-sized ass yes so apparently these guys don't take themselves too seriously either yeah they're awesome they got a great blog they're about you know all about mountaineering adventuring they're i think they're on their way to to climb a uh, half dome right now is Hell it yeah. yosemite or is uh, it, i don't even know whatever one of those national parks i would have figured mr national parks over here i know, I know. I'm not, I'm not sure. um and so they're awesome <laughs> give them a follow don't half-ass anything check out their website don't has don't half-ass anything.com awesome bro um so yeah dude i'm excited about vegas, vegas and excited about jackson hole where i'll bring my plover robe for sure oh fuck yeah well that's, that's where, where, they were, where they were conceived yeah love it dude um all right why don't we do one email here hit me we, uh hit me before we get out of here this one's called seeking revenge on an ex oh hey guys i want to hear your thoughts on this my current girlfriend, parentheses, we've been dating for two and a half years, casually mentioned to me that she once snuck to the bathroom while at her ex's place and swirled his toothbrush around in the toilet and never told him. He was potentially cheating and overall just a shitty, shitty dude. But needless to say, this set off some alarm bells in my head. Do I need to store my toothbrush in a 12-digit lockbox? Why does my mouth taste like butthole? <laughs> I knew I should have gotten her flowers for Valentine's Day. Anyway, aside from this incident, she's a lovely, sweet girl, and I truly love her with all my heart. Personally, I'm not one to hold grudges or seek revenge, so the whole thing just doesn't make much sense to me. So guys, here's my question. Is it ever necessary to get revenge on an ex? And if so, how far is too far? You know, I don't think so. I don't either. I don't think so. I remember when I was younger, that song came out that went, uh, I scratched the windows of his car. Oh, yeah. Or like, I key, I key, it's a song of a woman keying the, the ex-boyfriend's car. Uh, it, was a, it was a country song, right? No. There's that no, one, too. The, the one about keying the car. It was a really big hit for a while. It was it, ladies, if your man want to get buck wild. Go and hit him up style. Is that, that isn't that TLC or is that no. Destiny's Child? No, that's like Blue Cantrell. That's like a random. Spend it on a dun, dun, dun. That's the country song. That's not no. what I was thinking. Carrie Underwood. Keyed his car. Something about keying his car. 
people are going to tell us for sure. I get DMs whenever I can't think of anything on the uh, the thing on the podcast. Thank you, everybody. But there was that. a song about that. When I remember, I remember hearing it when I was a kid and thinking, you know, my God, uh, keying someone's car is that the right tit for tat for someone cheating? Is that how adults act? I, I, yeah, dude, totally. I really think. Uh, I dug my key into the side of his of the 45. Four-wheel drive. Yeah, yeah. That seems so insane to yeah. me. I think that there's a way to get revenge without being negative. The best. So like going and getting revenge. It's not a good idea. Move on. It's over. Move on to the next thing. By sitting there and sort of stewing in negativity, you're not doing yourself any good. If you want to get revenge on your ex, just be awesome. Live your life awesomely. Yeah. You know, like show her. And, and you can use it as motivation. If Post you, a bunch of thirst traps. <laughs> like if you've been trying to get in shape and like you finally do it after the breakup or things are going really well for you, like, you know, fucking go. She'll notice that you're living your best life. And that is the sweetest revenge. Right. People, when they break up with you, if you just turn into a vengeful, crazy, unhinged, groveling person that validates their decision exactly. to break up with you absolutely they will say boy thank god i got out of this when i did you know this person clearly was crazy and this was wrong absolutely. whereas if you just keep your life together and try to get over it or hide some of your feelings perfectly fine to share them with friends or a therapist or whatever but you know, um, move forward and look happy and start dating again. I guarantee you that that person who broke up with you is going to say, like, boy, did I make a did mistake? Absolutely. You know, look at how well they're doing. Like, did I not value them as much as I should have? And that will be the revenge that makes you feel the best is when he hits you back up or she hits you back up. Being like, hey, miss you. What are you up to? And by that time, you're not even going to care anymore. Yeah. Which is also going to be sweet. And at that point, you'll be the one doing the charity by talking to them and stuff. So. Yeah. Damn. Go live your best life. Revenge, man. It's so weird. I don't. Yeah. It's not. It's never worth. Mm. Whatever. All right. Well, oops, the podcast, guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, We're having a good time. It's a good show. Sure are. We hope, uh, you know, these last couple weeks of winter, if you're in the cold, are tolerable. And hopefully. You know, we have a nice summer ahead of us and some nice warm months. So uh, hit us up. Oops, the podcast. Let us uh, know your stories, whatever you want to share with us. We love to hear it. Uh, questions, all that. Oops, the podcast uh, on Instagram. Make sure to uh, follow us on TikTok at Oops, the podcast. And am I forgetting anything? No. YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. And that's it. That's it. Thank you.